The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome to the Ask Dr. Dream show where you uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. I'm your host, Dr. Dream, Kelly Sullivan Walden. So grateful to be here on Unity Online Radio. The number to call if you have a question about your dreams or about how you can turn your tragedy into triumph and find a platform for you to be able to give back to the world, the number to call is 816-251-3555. Again, 816-251-3555. So today I have a very special guest for you, and I'm going to talk about her and give her a proper introduction in a moment, but I just want you to know that the focus today is about how do we turn the tragic into magic? How how do we use this time that we're in, this coronavirus epidemic, and how do we, how do we access this to bring forth our reasons for being alive and the, the gifts that we have? To, sometimes it's tragedy that brings these things to us. All right, so I found this quote. Instead of doing the normal prayer that I do, I wanted to read this to you just because it's meant a lot to me and it's been healing for me. So this is from A Course in Miracles. And some, some I'm sure all of you are familiar with A Course in Miracles. I, um, I love it. I've done, I've read the whole book. I was in a course with it. And I still find some of the language a little odd, but if I allow it and I don't criticize it, I find just soaring. So here we go. The question is, how is healing accomplished? The shift in perceptions. What is the single requisite for this shift in perception? It is simply this, the recognition that sickness is of the mind and has nothing to do with the body. What does this recognition cost? It costs the whole world we see, for the world will never again appear to rule the mind. For with this recognition is responsibility placed where it belongs, not with the world, but on him who looks on the world and sees it as it is not. He looks on what he chooses to see, no more and no less. 
The world does nothing to him. He only thought it did, nor does he do anything to the world because he was mistaken about what it was. Herein is the release from guilt and sickness both, for they are one. Yet to accept this release, the insignificance of the body must be an acceptable idea. So just take a deep breath and allow that to just ripple through your consciousness for a moment. Recognizing that the world isn't what we thought it was. And it's not the world that does anything to us. It's what we bring to it. It's our own thoughts, our own consciousness. And the good news about that is that we can do something about our thoughts We can't necessarily do anything about all the people, places, and situations out there on the media, in front of us, out in the world, but we can do so much about our own thoughts. We can wake up from this collective nightmare called COVID-19 coronavirus. We can wake up and know that there's no more guilt that we are right where we're supposed to be, that we're connected with the unified field of unconditional love that is beyond this world and that gives us the healing that we pray for. It's all here for us, but we just have to give up the world. That's all. (laughs) That's pretty alluring, that world, but we can have it. We just don't let to have it have us. We get to have the world. It just doesn't get to have us. I think I think that's fair. Okay, so that's my little prayer for you today. And I am just so excited. Let me tell you about Lisa Gar because she's going to bring this home for you because this is what she has done. She went through something really intense. She had a tragic brain trauma years ago. And in the process of that, and this was not just a minor thing, this was major, major. She was on pause for over a year. It couldn't function in the normal way. And she had been a highly functioning, competitive athlete, award-winning athlete. But in the process of her nursing her way back to health, she, through a vision, through prayer, through her spiritual work, found her voice and actually had a dream when she'll tell us about the dream, but this dream led to her taking action that created the aware show. She is the host and creator of the aware show. It is a household name. She is the voice of change for the world. Her show is transformational. It's about health, cutting edge science, personal growth and spirituality since 1999. Lisa's been on a mission to bring practical awareness to everyday life. She also hosts the Hay House radio show called Being Aware. And in the Los Angeles market, listeners hear her on KPFK, that's 90.7 FM. And in New York on WBAI, 99.5 FM. She's a regular weekend host on Coast to Coast AM, syndicated on over 600 radio stations around the world. And she also has a TV series on Gaia TV called Inspirations on Gaia. So 
to find out more about her, you can go to inspirationsongaia.com. And I'm just so grateful. There's no one I'd rather be talking to at this moment in time in our history and her story than Lisa Gar. Welcome to the Ask Dr. Dream show, Lisa. Thanks oh, for joining me. Oh, it's wonderful to be here. Hi, Kelly. <laughs> hi, 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 hi. Okay, so how are... Just a little personal touch in. How are you doing with your family, your your world with this whole COVID-19 epidemic? You know, it's so interesting because everyone that I speak with on air and on the radio and so forth, they're feeling these two emotions. One of them is a sense of terrifying fear. What are we going to do? We all just lost our jobs. How, I mean, many, you know, some are still working, but what's happening to the income, et cetera, et cetera. And the other one of the feelings is gratitude and Mm. awareness and slowing down and stillness because we were all so crazy busy and we'd always talked about you know, oh, I don't have time to listen to that course, or I don't have time to do this online training, or, you know, I never, you know, I'm going out to eat all the time, and I never have family dinners, and life has slowed down to a place where it really is beautiful, but at the same time, it's terrifying, and if you look at that in life and in nature, we are constantly in a place of creation and destruction, creation and destruction. That's what happens all day long, all around us. This happens to be more prominent in this particular situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, We've never experienced anything like this before, but if you can just tap into the roots of it and realize that out of destruction comes another source of creation and how many things have been created in economic downturns and the Great Depression and total survival – it's, I've always said that crisis is the mother of invention rather than mm-hmm. necessity. Same right, thing, right. Oh, that's true. Yeah. This crisis gets you to that place of, I can't do what I was doing any longer. Absolutely stop, no more, right. and then pivot. And the critical place of that pivoting is exactly what you just thought, you said, is you mm-hmm. have to choose moment to moment where you put your thoughts. Choose moment to moment where you put your thoughts. Now, I, it's funny because on, on my other, uh, on my cell phone, I've been on hold with the bank for about two and a half hours because <laughs> oh, of these oh, new um, small business loans that have just been released. And I don't know where I'm, you know, I'm just going to keep the phone on hold. I don't care if it's eight hours. Oh, wow. The SBA website is down, <laughs> so. <laughs> but um, yeah, wow. I have a you know a company that fills audiences for television. Oh geez, oh gosh. It was virtually stopped in its yeah. tracks on the 13th of March, just cold, and I don't know how that company is going to come back. I don't Ooh. know how audiences, just like many of us in the personal development space, filled audiences for. You know, not filled. Uh, we had uh, live events. Mm-hmm. It, you know, that's just. But it's it's going to be different, and it's going to be very different. And I've chosen during this time with the Aware Show to become a leader in the space. We've been in the health space for 20 years, 
And yes. rather than sit and shudder in fear, we have taken a step and we've t- turned it into a five-day-a-week live show up on Free Speech TV, on Zoom, simulcasting to Facebook and, and YouTube because we really mm-hmm. want to get people's we, – we have access to the greatest health guests in the world. So mm-hmm. we have right. – you know, I interviewed David Wolf on Monday and Udo Erasmus yesterday and mm-hmm. I have a doctor on today and Hyla Cast tomorrow and I've got – Lynn McTaggart Friday, and it's just people who are at at the pulse of exactly what to do, and they have been speaking about it for decades on how to right. build like super strength your immune system. That is the one good thing that we've heard is the amount of people recovering if you do right. come in contact with the virus, and maybe several of us have in the past few months and don't even know it, but have right. recovered, thank God, because the pulse of the human immune system is strong. And this community immunity that we have is actually strong. Mm -hmm. And that all goes back to the idea of your thoughts. And you have to choose where you put your thoughts every minute. You can be on hold with the bank for two hours, three hours, eight (laughs) hours, but you have to still look for the possibilities. Because if you don't, there's a deep, dark hole. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that you could dive into and it's not pretty. Right. And so, yeah. Oh, wow. I keep <laughs> thinking of, I mean, The Course in Miracles, A Course in Miracles. I, I'm not necessarily like a Bible thumper for A Course in Miracles, but lately that's been really ringing true. And the, mm-hmm. there's the quote, um, look at the crucifixion, but dwell not on it. And that seems to be my mantra. It's like every once in a while I turn on the news, I listen to something, I want to know, you know, to some degree what's going on. And then within a minute or two, I'm like, okay, I'm done. I looked at the crucifixion, but I'm not going to dwell on it. Got to get back to the solution. Okay. Take a little peek. Good. Check that off the box. <laughs> Moving on. Oh my goodness. <laughs> How about you, know, you? How do you do with actually looking at, at what's going on in the, on CNN or out there in the oh talk the about news. the dichotomy you could sit there and the yeah. hole in the couch just gets deeper and deeper right <laughs> you right. know you have a choice you can sit there with a lot of carbohydrates and not move oh <laughs> that is true i have been craving bread i oh have not God. eaten a carb like in so long and all of a sudden it's like you know what i'm gonna have some rice cakes and i'm having don't toast start. Head. don't start it will it is it is so addicting <laughs> I did oh, the same God. thing yesterday. I had a pizza pizza and it was over. I'm like, oh my God, I need to have more of the whole thing. Give it's me awful. carbs. And I'm like, nope, nope. I've chosen to do morning and afternoon workouts because Good. I'm oh. home. And I'll get uh-huh. out in the morning and I'll just do a walk, you know, light jog yeah. walk just to get the blood flowing. And then later on in the day, I'll do another full workout because I yeah. have to keep moving not only for my brain because of the injury that I had, but the mornings oh, right. are extremely difficult unless I move and start to start to force the the um, neurochemical cascade. Otherwise, yes. it doesn't happen. I have to kind of kickstart it and oh. have to mm. do that. Have to do that in order to even think. Done that, and then I'll go back later for another workout. But going back to the news and all of that, yeah. so. It is really interesting that you can, it draws you in, it sucks you in, and it is this devastation and that devastation. And it literally turns on the neurochemicals of fear in the brain, and it wants to right. see, okay, where's the next thing? What next is coming? Where's the next thing? <laughs> You're like the bunny rabbit looking for the, the coyote. 
because that's constantly what your brain is doing when it's watching the news. It is going for the fear, it is going for the survival, and it is on the lookout, and it's addicting. It is Mm -hmm. addicting. The brain, the chemistry in the brain is extremely addicted to that neurochemical. You have to walk away. There's times to watch the news. There's, you should be on a news diet, and you can watch it. You know, it's designated times during the day. There's a, you know, the White House briefing I catch every day at 4, and then there's the local news that I catch with the governors here. And mm-hmm. I do, but I don't have it on all day. I mm-hmm. don't. I did for a while. I had it on all day, but no, I've got to turn that off. And right. You know, it's easy to get sucked into, but have designated times where you have your favorite programs where you can watch and get updated. And then find and choose shows like this, or I've got the um, you know, the Aware Show every day at 2 o'clock yeah. Pacific that we're doing cutting-edge, oh. killer health information oh. and mindset. Oh, and get yourself out there alone, walk alone, exercise. All the trails have been shut down. And then, you know what, I was on a walk yesterday, and I saw somebody put up a, a blow-up inflatable Easter decoration. And mm. I th- thought, thank you. Thank mm. you. Easter is not canceled. <laughs> it isn't canceled like everything else. It still exists because it's very symbolic. The other day when mm. Trump said he wanted to have the, you know, the nation back and running by Easter, and even though that health-wise isn't a great idea, it was very symbolic because Easter is the resurrection. Resurrection, right. Right? And I yeah. thought, wow, that was an interesting way of however that came about, and I'm not a big fan. But, mm-hmm. you know, look about, look, talk about creation and destruction, Kelly. I mean, the crucifixion, it doesn't even, yeah. you don't even have to be, believe in the story, but it's a story in it's been around for a long, long, long time, thousands and thousands mm-hmm. of years. Look at the story of the destruction of right. the Christ figure and the, re, the creation, the recreation, the resurrection of this, you know, this, this symbolic um, symbol of mm. rebirth. We're yeah. going to come out of this. It is going to be possible, but it is also going to take individually us coming out of it at home first and then become the leader in your community. Your, if you had employees that are, have all lost their, their mm-hmm. jobs, get on the phone with them. Get on Zoom with them. See what resources they're accessing. You know, unemployment just went to four months. They boosted it $600. Find the resources. Mm-hmm. Talk to people. You know, there's, it's, it's a possibility, but you've got to look through that lens. Go outside, walk, find the Easter inflatable, come back home. <laughs> right, right. Okay, so so people, I think they need to hear a little bit about your story. And I yeah. know that you have a, an amazing offer that we're going to get to on the other side of this. But But let them know what personally happened to you. You were on your bike. You were competing as an yes. incredible athlete. Yeah. And you were like, I... in front. What happened? <laughs> I've been well, in the uh, entertainment industry my whole life, and my um, I was working in television production at the time, and a lot of friends who you know we tend to work crazy days, so they got into they got me into mountain biking, which is super. I still do it to this day if the trails weren't closed, but mm-hmm. I love 
you know, I loved the exercise and the bike and so forth. And yes, it was, it got to a place where it was a, um, I was in a California state championship and it was the last of seven or seven race series. And that last race was double points. So the stakes were high and I was in second place overall in the series. And I don't know how I got there. I just loved, I just really, really, truly love mountain biking, still do. And it's like my sanctuary. But um, in that particular race, I happened to have, it was 108 degrees. It was ridiculous. It was 5,000 feet of climbing. It was 24 miles. And it was the heat, though, that was awful. I mean, no matter how much I had a 100-ounce camelback on my back, I drank the whole thing, but my Mm. electrolytes must have just, left the body, but I passed out at the top of the mountain right before the descent to the finish line. It was one final descent, and you just cross over a little bridge, and you're done. And I saw the first place girl in front of me, and I thought, how on earth did I catch her? Well, all I need to do is go down this descent, which I happen to have been a better descender than she was because, I don't know, I've been descending with these crazy guys for a long time, so I really was kind of fearless on the descent. And I thought, all right, I've got this. <laughs> and that was literally the last thought I had. That was the mm. last the last thing that went through my mind. And I think it was also that I'm done. And that was metaphorical for me because I was literally done with everything in my life at that point, and I didn't even know it. And the universe force paused me on everything. I lost my memory. I must have hit a rock because my helmet afterwards, we found it, was shattered. And Mm. I must have hit something. I don't know what. All I remember was winding up at the bottom of the mountain. But it was the wrong bottom. It was way down by a ravine somewhere. (sighs) Trying to claw my way up through these pine needles to get back to what I knew was my bike. But at that point, I slipped Mm. into this absolutely beautiful state of pure, connected consciousness. And Mm. it was was as if uh, I was in this incredible, expanded boundaryless space, and that was really important, is that there were no boundaries. There was no mm. tiny little box to fit into or limiting thought to be, to be blocked by or anything. It was limitless. It was wow. literally limitless. And even thoughts were limiting. The idea of manifestation was limiting mm. because you don't have to manifest anything. That's a go-get. Um, Mm -hmm. philosophy you become it and I became everything it is really interesting that you know we've heard it for years by these sages and these incredible spiritual teachers that you Mm. the beingness of who we are to really literally become is so separate from fear fear is so limiting yes and the beingness of who we are is so expansive and you can literally become whatever it is that you want to manifest. And the idea of wanting and manifesting is limiting. Mm. Becoming is limitless. Oh, Lisa, that is so good. It is so true. And that is the difference of watching the news and then actually sitting and becoming limitless Mm. and manifesting beyond what you want to 
you know, create. So in that particular space, in a, in a very strange way, I became Asia. And that goes into a long story, but I became the feeling and the colors and the essence of Asia. And it was wow. odd, but I, it, it was so noticeably different <laughs> from, and I, and I, 15 years later realized that that, that was me. Oh, <laughs> I'll just give you the high level on this, but yeah, go there. Go there. years later, I was at the side of a dear friend who was dying in Asia, holding his hand, feeling him going in and out of life as he had a severe accident on the beach and looking at the colors in the sunset was the exact colors that I had felt in that moment of that near-death experience. And I was helping him go in and out of what it was to die, and he wound up living. I had experienced that 15 years earlier in this near-death experience because all things happen simultaneously in our existence of a soul. And so I learned that and didn't even know or recognize that until 15 years later when, you know, like three months after I, was, I helped that um, our friend live. This is Gina's <sighs> husband, by the way. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't know that. <gasps> by dear, oh, wow. dear, I mean, friend, talk about soul sister from multiple oh. lifetimes, produces oh, all the aware shows. Jesus, Her husband was the one that oh. we were, you know, it was just, it's just. We are all so connected. There are no boundaries. Oh, that it is, is so beautiful. A trippy story, but it is so true when I experienced that. And I got to experience that so that I could then later create the aware show to explain to people what is possible and right. also to be human and understand how it feels to get stuck in a small, tiny little hole box. and expect someone else to hold the umbrella. I mean, I get it. I am in the world of understanding what it means to be completely, totally stuck and victimhood, but then also completely know what is possible to be in this expanded state. And we've got to remember that. And I think somehow the universe, God, creation, put me in this place to be in the media, to know what it feels like to live in this world, to know what contraction and fear feels like, and also to have had that experience of seamless, boundaryless, complete, utter becoming of manifestation of everything to know what's possible and to be that bridge, to bridge that gap in Mm. daily life on air or whatever I do with the media. And then to interview people who have had these types of experiences like you, like everybody Mm. else who is listening, who doesn't even have to be a practitioner, but could be a practitioner. Oh, Lisa, Lisa Gar, we're going to a quick break, but this is so, no, don't be sorry. This is so magnificent. I am literally in heaven listening to you. So this is Lisa Gar. If you're just tuning in, we're going to a quick break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more of her story and how you can turn your tragedy into triumph. We'll be right back here on the Ask Dr. Dream show on Unity Online Radio. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world.
dream interpretation, and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome back to the Ask Dr. Dream show. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, a.k.a. Dr. Dream, here on Unity Online Radio and having the most heavenly conversation with the amazing Lisa Gar, and we'll get right back to her in one second. I just want to make a couple quick announcements. So for those of you who um, haven't yet had a chance to download my Booster Immunity and Meditation, you can go to kellysullivanwalden.com forward slash boost. And that's a free meditation I created that's specifically related to being able to move through this whole COVID-19 thing with, with power and strength and, and grace and ease. And, um, also the dream goddess Oracle cards are available and I'm having a launch next week. I've been interviewing some amazing people and you can go to kellysullivanwalden.com forward slash dream goddess to find out about how you can get a whole lot of extra bonus goodies on April 7th. You can buy the cards before then and still get credit for them. Just go to kellysullivanwalden.com forward slash dream goddess. And okay, so let's see. Um, All right. Lisa Gar, when we were just speaking on the other side of the break, we were talking about your traumatic injury that was actually this access to this world of we could just say it's like awakened consciousness heaven on earth like the it's it's what the avatars talk about when they say this and greater things are can ye do and ye be and you found that and do you find yourself accessing that in your in your life right now during this challenge Yes, I. that was one of the reasons why I went back into the daily show, because every uh, time I speak with someone around this, uh, you know, experts and brilliant people, I find that space again, and I help lead people back into that space, even through mm, my voice or the conversation or whatever it is, because yes. it's important to spend that time and especially right now when we're in this time of uncertainty, it is really important to look at what is good about this. Yes. Are you spending more time with your family, with your loved ones? Are you cooking at home every night? Are you mm-hmm. calling relatives you haven't spoken to for a long time or friends you haven't connected with for a long time? I did a show yesterday and I asked the audience, I said, just tell me what's good that you're yeah. doing right now. Because I want to mm. know, I want social proof that not everyone is just sitting staring at CNN right now watching the, you know, the death right. rise, which is terrifying. And right. so what are you doing that yeah. is good and that make that feels good right now? And I got a lot of people that were doing artwork, their creativity yeah. was coming back out, a mm. lot of people walking more than they ever have, um, you know, spending less. A lot of people have, you know, cut what they're spending, of course, because nothing's open, but in a place where it's, they're not going to go back to overspending. They're not going to go back right. to not having family meals. It's right. Permanent changes are coming in now, and it's also really, really important to look 
forward. Life is going to look so different when this is when this starts to subside and calm down and more information right. is available and we can really pray and just pray that the death toll stops. You know that mm. that you know that this really starts to we our immune systems that really rebuild and and get stronger but yeah. what's it going to look like when we do go back to work? How are you know are you walking through if you have to go to the market are you looking at other people like they have the bubonic plague, or are you saying hi? <laughs> right, are you I saying mean, hi? Wow, oh. people were looking at me just like, I don't know, they didn't even want to look at me. And I'm like, hello. Right, it's so, right, and, it's like it's kind of one extreme or the other. It's like there's right. either looking at each other like, you could kill me, right? or I've been, I was telling somebody the other day that it's like we're all kind of on a on a on an island like shipwrecked or something it's like there's this immediate bonding with everybody because we're all going through this thing together it's and it's kind of forging a closeness that that might not have been there I remember after after 9/11 and and even after the big earthquake in 94 here in LA it seemed like everybody just like all the normal social etiquette that maybe there's maybe there's distancing physical distancing, but not emotional distancing. But let's take a couple of quick calls, and then I, I want to get into your media mentor program just for people. Lisa coaches people now on how they can bring their message like she has done to millions of people. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, but let's quickly take some questions. With Denise. Denise, what's yeah. cooking? What, what, good, what good thing are you doing, first of all? And then tell us your dream. Um, mm, um, how you say downsizing, just going through drawers, yes. getting rid of shoes, things that I otherwise wouldn't do, clothes, taking them to Goodwill, things that just been sitting for a while that can be useful to other people. Getting you know what, Denise, like hang that. on one quick second. I have to do a little plug because I'm here at the end of the seventh ray in the parking lot because I am out of my internet in my house and my whole block went out. And the 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 manager is here. He was trying to come up and say hi. So I have to give a beautiful shout out to the end of the seventh ray for letting me use their internet because otherwise <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do the show. Okay, so keep going, Denise. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get that in there. <laughs> Yeah, just just downsizing, just getting rid of Good. stuff and giving Good. it to people um, <clears throat> Great. who don't need uh, who needs it. But um, um, I have a dream that my brother sent me. I don't know if I should do that one or do the one I had. I have to read you his because he sent it to me. Which one should well, I do? Well, I would say if you can do an abbreviated version of his and yours, just because we've got some other callers and I and Lisa, we've got to talk about Lisa's media monitor, media mentoring show. So, <laughs> okay. So tell well, us, tell gonna, us yours first. Give us yours. Yeah, first. I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna do my brother because that's I, I can do that next Wednesday. That's that's being inconsiderate. But I dreamt oh, no. the other day. I dreamt the other day. Um, about two weeks ago, actually. Um. It's kind of, I don't know. I dreamt that my sister got married, but in the dream, there is no man. There is no man. Now, the the part about this is really, really kind of, she's, she's passed on. She's been dead since 2000. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So is that the dream? Is that the, is there more? That's the dream. That's the dream. And I kept okay. saying in the dream, number one, she's passed on. Number two, there's mm. nobody here. So what? And now this, now she was a devoted. When I say devoted, I mean a devoted Catholic. I don't mm. know. I'm just putting that out there. I don't know if that has any bearing on it. Well, let me throw this in there. And Lisa, if you get a hit, because I know you're super intuitive too, I'm going to let you let you chime in as well. But I'll just say if it were my dream and I had a dream about my sister who's on the other side and she got married, but there was no man. I, I think of marriage as a symbol of the blend of the blend of opposites, the harmonious blend of opposites in an ultimate way. So, and everyone in the dream, I believe, is an aspect of ourselves. But I'll just say, if it was my sister, it would make me feel like she is married to God. She's married to she her is. Christ she energy. That's exactly what I got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that would give she me is. a feeling of not feeling bad for her, not feeling sad for her, but it would feel like an uplift for me. Like I get to cheer her on, and she gets to send me guidance about what that's like to be married to the divine which isn't a body is beyond is beyond that so that's my nutshell and lisa you were saying you got something kind of along the same lines well first of all this your sister is attempting to reach out and say hi and yeah and that's a to know that the soul even continues to exist is it's very very special um this i sometimes believe this and I got this beautiful download once when I was connecting with Wayne Dyer because I have a really yes. deep connection with Wayne. Lisa, and... I was just feeling Wayne so strong just before <laughs> you said him. I'm like, oh, God, she's got to bring up. Yay, she brought in Wayne. Wayne is here. Wayne Dyer is yes. in the house, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes. And um, once when I was in a meditation, I had felt the voice of Wayne come in very strongly. And he said, the soul exists and is tethered by those that remember them. Mm. And, and so you remembering your sister's soul still is tethered to you, to the universe, by your energetic remembering of her soul. And that's really important. It's important for all of us mm. alive to remember those who have passed on, to continue to keep their soul existence or energy around Mm -hmm. it's it's a it's a beautiful thing that we can do um still in on this earth or in this consciousness yes yes and um it keeps them um it keeps their soul uh energized right oh yeah it's a two-way street not that their soul needs to be tethered to anything They're, they're not but it keeps their soul energized Oh, mm. that is beautiful. How does that feel, Denise? It feels good. And like I said, I wasn't sad in the dream. I just asked myself in the dream, while in the dream, what are you doing getting married and you've passed on? I asked myself that in the dream, in, in, you know, in the dream. And I thought to myself, wow. Um, Let me throw out right one let me throw out one other little piece, just because you've called in with other dreams before. I, if it were my dream, and I was, and I was you, and and you are me, because we are one and the same. 
Um, I would also think that there's, like Lisa was talking about earlier, that was so profound about the notion of manifesting, manifesting being, instead of trying so hard to make something happen, like even a relationship, I know you've talked about relationships mm -hmm. and wanting, maybe wanting to have a great relationship mm -hmm. instead of mm -hmm. wanting to pursue that or manifesting that. It's like becoming at one with that which you desire, that invisible energy, like wrapping it around. So in some way, I believe this is you, this is, this is you as well, you falling in love with that invisible energy and stepping into it and becoming becoming the awareness mm. like yeah. <laughs> of that. Yeah. I think that expedites yeah. the process. So Denise, thank you so much for calling in. I always love hearing your dreams and hang in there. We'll get your dream next time. So thank you so okay. much. Okay, honey. Thank you. Dreams. Okay. We've got Anna who's been patiently waiting. Anna, welcome to the Ask Dr. Dream show here on Unity Hi. Online Radio. You have a question for Lisa Gar or myself? Thank you. I do. I Well, first I wanted to make a remark um, that I also had a bike accident recently Oh, about wow. six months ago. Wow, I wow. don't own a car, and I pretty much vowed since I was like a teenager when I grew up biking everywhere with my dad that I never would own a car or live in a place where I had to have one. And still, I live in a really challenging place where everyone has a car, um, mm. that being the mm. island of Puerto Rico. But I... <sighs> Oh, just wow. uh, didn't have this is like the first bike accident like serious bike accident I've had like in an urban area um I've fallen off my bike when I was biking long distance one time in Oregon but like you know on the full moonlight and everything in nature but um it wasn't like as mm. um shaking as the one I had um on pavement <laughs> yes yes uh, yeah the so, pavement is unforgiving mm -hmm. yeah I mean I just wanted to, yeah, right. It doesn't, there's not a lot to give. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, how are you doing um, in your recovery? So it, thank you for asking. I'm great. It's just, I've had this incredible connection with moths. <laughs> with what? Oh, and with moths. moths. Okay. Yeah. And I, and I was actually in connection with my moth spirit, like my sister oh. spirit, you could say with the butterfly. That right mm. before my accident happened, it passed through, and I was in this, like, kind of like you were, um, Lisa. Lisa, right? Sorry. Yeah, wow. Um, I was in this place of harmony. Wow. And I was totally, I was I was like, wow, this butterfly is so free, like like I feel, you know, like I'm, I'm like this parallel of this uh -huh. butterfly. And it's like, oh, it's probably like a visitation of my sister or like another past life sister, my aunt, you know, my great grandma mm. Gojita, you know, some ancestor. And I was like thinking about like what message was to come. <laughs> and then oh. before I knew it, wow. my, my hand slipped off the handlebar and I'm like laying flat, like with my hand staring at the pavement and there's no contact with any, any other, anything except myself and the pavement. <laughs> Wow, and there, nothing else happened. It was you didn't hit anything. Nothing hit you. No, it was like I needed to like look at the ground and like face the ground and be grounded. <laughs> Fascinating. Face the ground and be grounded. Wow, so you can be in this 
as Luke and the Lovingtons, they have a song, a lyric in their song, Let Us Dream. You got to keep your head in, what is it? Keep your feet on the ground while flying your kite. <laughs> oh, I love it. See, that's a great analogy for you. And that, I mean, for, I'm sorry, what was your name again? Anna. 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 You, I mean, you have, not only could the moth be your spirit animal, but you have that mm. lightness in your being of a moth. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, cool. I who you are. <laughs> wow. And what an interesting, I mean, how perfect that, that um, Lisa's on right now, because it was like that accident as traumatizing and as painful as that was, was the predecessor to this enormous life change that's impacted so many people in a positive way. And so mm -hmm. I would imagine, how long ago was your accident, Anna? Yeah, this was in... Um... Gosh, late September, so six months ago. Okay, so it's still being revealed what your next yeah. thing is. But this kind of opens up, like, what Lisa, I know what your media mentor program is helping take their story, their their challenges, and do something with them that can help people. So Anna's kind of the maybe the perfect person to be talking to about this. I don't know. So can you it's, tell you know, us? It's interesting. So back to, yes, Anna, one of the things is you might not even realize until yeah. it could be six months to a year later as to what actually did happen and where you went in your consciousness during that experience. Mm. But, that, yeah, that there's a gap, as you're explaining it to me, between the thought and the pavement, and something significant happened there. Yeah. yeah, well, like, I kind of went out of the body. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I definitely did. And I also passed out, of course, like, mm -hmm. for a moment. Um, like, I, I don't even know how I managed, but, like, all of a sudden, all of these, like, brothers and sisters, you know, like, Puerto Ricans, like, came and, like, supported me and, like, flocked to me. And I had to, like, firmly say, which I had no energy to because my thigh, like, close to the groin, like, the inner part of my thigh... I could not move, like, from the waist mm -hmm. down. I was stuck mm -hmm. there for several moments. Everyone was insisting, call the ambulance, call the ambulance. I was, like, in a main thoroughfare of where all the buses oh. were coming through. Fortunately, there was no oncoming bus at that time. Thank yes. God. Oh, but, my I mean, of Lord. course, they, they would have stopped. But something happened, and, and someday, if you can, there, sit in a meditation and mm -hmm. go into the moment between the thought and hitting the pavement. And there's something there for you, something yes. huge there for Ooh. you. That's an there's a whole movie. moment. Yes. Where you can. Well, I wasn't. I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. I mean, there's just from what I have experienced, there are so many dimensions that we can float in and out of. That is, mm. that's an eternity. <laughs> that amount yes, of time. Totally. And it really can be. Right. So in yeah. your heart we of can hearts reach or your gut, mm -hmm. think about what it is that might have happened during that time in your consciousness. Just think about it. Later. Oh, that is so special. I mean, there's a whole book that could be written about the gap between going, oh, the moths, they're free. How beautiful. Hand slipping mm -hmm. off the handlebar and then that falling and then landing. Like that whole thing is its own movie. It mm -hmm. is, is its own story <laughs> and who you've become and who you are now like who you've awakened to in that little gap. 
I think sometimes all we need is that little gap and that's enough. And even, and I know mm. for me, Lisa, you've heard my whole long sob story about my death experience that was not a sob story, but like a drama. And I think about that every day, but especially during this whole COVID-19 episode, like I'm, I think about it constantly. It's like such a reassuring thing to have that having been out of body and gotten a glimpse of eternity and then come back into finite reality and, but bring that infinity with us. It's such, it's a special thing. And if somebody's listening and they haven't been jolted out of their body, you don't have to, maybe, maybe you're smart enough to not have to do it because you can just do it by listening, <laughs> by meditating. <laughs> it doesn't have to be so dramatic, but, mm. but either way, it's amazing. So Anna, thank you so much for calling in. Is there anything, what are you, what positive things are you doing or what good are you finding in this whole season of this epidemic? Oh my gosh. I'm in just total, yeah, serenity. I mean, I'm grateful that we as a society, like as a global society, have this moment of rest, of contemplation and ease for hopefully we come to that through the struggles that we're having. You know, um, yeah. I, I trust and I I ask for that every day for those especially that are the most vulnerable, you know, the yeah. undocumented, the elderly, m- many that do not have access to needed medicines as is, um, healthcare. Yeah. So mm. well, I'm Anna, just trusting you. that we're, we're striving for the, the greater, um, lesson that will ultimately work out for the greater good. You know, I'm trusting that yes. I'm trusting in the Tao and all this. <laughs> oh, that's so. beautiful. Thank you for calling in Anna. And I'm giving a big shout out love to Puerto Rico. I was there about a year and a half ago with Luke and the Lovingtons and did a big mural and lots of service projects. It was a couple, I don't know, it was right after Hurricane Maria. So uh, I guess that was a little longer ago. But bringing up Luke and the Lovingtons, you guys got to check them out. They're doing some really beautiful work. Oh, yeah, look up that project. I'd, I'd like to see more about it. Thank oh, you, you would. Work. Luke and the Lovingtons. Lots of love. Thank oh. you, Anna. And keep us posted Blessing. on how you're doing. You. Okay. Maybe okay, we'll... sure. Well, I Let, had a dream. Look. Maybe I'll share it next week. Yes, please do. Please do. I would love mm-hmm. to hear all about it. Please call in next <laughs> okay. week. Bye. Okay, so Bye. Lisa, in the moments remaining, I just want people to get a real good idea of what this offering is. I know this is a special yes. thing. You've not done this before. I mean, you've been speaking to millions of people around the world with your message and now you're teaching other people how they can do it so yeah how tell us it's important that we learn that our story and our what we've been through is our message and to bring that when you come from your place of your story as your message that is it makes so much more sense to other people when they relate to you on your story level. And that's what I do is I teach people how to bring their story and to make their message their their mission. And that's what the program basically is. And it's called Media Mentoring. And if you go to the website, which is theawareshow.com forward slash media mentor, I teach people how to bring and make their message their mission. And just like mm. Anna was talking about, 
her experience will fuel her into doing something amazing. There's a woman that I'm working with who had multiple, uh, she had cancer multiple mm-hmm. times, and she's created an online group of cancer survivors, and wow. she teaches through her mission of what she's doing through healing and staying healthy um, as a cancer, uh, recovering from cancer. Every day, all the things she does, and she shares them with other people, and she created this in her own home, virtually, mm-hmm. online, to help other people, and it came out of her story. And that's exactly how it does help people, and especially in a day and age where we're looking at alternate forms of income or ways to connect with our clients better or even just to create a, a, a way to connect with people for free. It's a wonderful, right. wonderful thing to do. So. You can get started there, and I can help you craft your story into a way of making your message your mission. You know, I'm finding, because I'm, I've been working on a memoir and writing about some of the harder things that I've been through, because normally I don't talk about those things, but I'm finding that as I am getting more comfortable with my own story, and at some point I'll be, I'll be out with it all, <laughs> like hopefully maybe this time next year, but I'm finding that there's a depth of, of connecting with people when I do let people in on some of the more painful things that I've lived through. And I'm finding that, wow, it's like my ego wants, wants to everything to look fine and peachy keen. Like I've never had a bad day, but I reach people more. I realize when I, when I share some of these darker, more gruesome things that I've lived through and, and I'll be wearing more of that on my sleeve as I'm, as I get this, this book out. But I, but I think this is important. This is kind of what you did. You dedicated your healing to reaching people and to helping people and i think that's part of probably what expedited your healing and has made you even like such a powerful voice for change lisa gar i'm so grateful that you took the time out of all the shows that you're doing out of all the things that you're offering people to be on my show with me today i want everyone to go to the awareshow.com forward slash media mentor and check out what Lisa Gar is offering. Normally, you know, it's kind of hard to reach you, and now people can get connected to you and get inspired to bring their message to the world. So thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much, Kelly. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. I'll see you all next week. And until we... Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.